gets a block, cuts it back, 40, 45, 50, he's off to the races, down the left sideline, to the 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Aaron Jones, oh, what a play! This is the Quick Slants Podcast. Game on Wisconsin and the Quick Slants podcast are brought to you by Artec Ventures. The goal at Artec Ventures is to collaborate closely with founders throughout all the investment and fundraising stages, turning their visions into successful companies. Since 2020, Artec Ventures has helped turn great ideas into profitable businesses that make an impact on industries, communities, and beyond. What is up, Packers fans? Welcome back to the Quick Slants podcast at Game on Wisconsin. I'm your host, Jason Perrone. You can find me on Twitter at Jason Perrone. It is Victory Monday once again. It will not elude us for a second time in a row. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur has not lost back-to-back games ever in his three seasons as head coach of the Green Bay Packers. The Packers take down the fresh-off-the-bye week Los Angeles Rams at Lambeau Field by the score of 36-28. So excited to be back. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. I decided to take a little bit extra time off, so there was no Thursday show. So I am back now. The Packers get their much-deserved rest. And we'll get the bye week, finally, after such a long grind and so many injuries. The Packers finally get a break and a chance to heal up and rest up some of those bumps and bruises as they head into the back of their 2021 schedule. They have five games to go. They are 9-3. and three. They keep pace with Arizona for the top seed in the NFC. The Cardinals had a bye, so they remain at 9-2. The Packers are now 9-3, and three, but they hold a tiebreaker over the Cardinals because they won head-to-head. So if they can keep pace and Arizona can drop one game between now and the end of the season, the Packers have a chance to grab that one seed. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers survive the Colts. They stay in the hunt for that one seed. The Dallas Cowboys fell to 7-4 with the Thanksgiving Day loss to the Raiders. So it's quickly becoming a three-horse race with those five games to go. The Vikings lost to the 49ers. They fell to 5-6. So the NFC North, barring injury or anything unforeseen that's crazy, is firmly in the hands of the Green Bay Packers at this point. And, you know, Minnesota's, they lost... But they're probably their fans are probably still celebrating their big win over the Packers last week, which was in mid-November in a non-playoff game, which is the most Minnesota Vikings thing ever. But, you know, there's still the January game at Lambeau Field. Who knows? I mean, the Vikings, you know, could, they could win that game. They won't. But that may end up being Minnesota's best win of the year last week against the Packers. That was a good, a good win, but they followed up with a clunker and a loss, and they dropped below 500. But I digress. This is a, definitely not a Packers-Vikings show. I just had to throw a little jab. At the, at the expense of some Vikings fans. So in the house at, for this one at Lambeau Field and having his name added to the Packers' ring of honor was Charles Woodson, former Green Bay Packers defensive back. Charles Woodson, who said when he was being having his, his name added to the ring of honor that when he was signed back in 2006, he actually contemplated retiring. He didn't want to come play for the Packers. They were the only team that wanted him. He was rather not play football than come play in Green Bay. And now he's, he says he'll be in Green Bay forever. Can't get rid of him. He is in the ring of honor. And what a story Charles Woodson was. Leading the Packers to a title in 2010. Defensive player of the year in 2009. His 
amazing leadership, the countless interceptions, the countless pick six, and the spirit of Charles Woodson would definitely transfer over to the Green Bay Packers in this game. Let's talk about how the Packers ended up taking down a good Los Angeles Rams team. Right? They were they were they were good. They were competing in the NFC West. Now they came off of a really tough loss on a Monday night football the week prior to their bye at the hands of the San Francisco 49ers. So you knew they were going to come in pissed off. They they were coming off a loss. They just had their bye week. They're getting healthy. They're getting after it. They want to they want to grab that one seed. They want to win the NFC West. A lot of things in front of them. They lost to the Packers in the playoffs last year. There's grudge match, all sorts of things that were going on. And Vegas bought into it. By the time the kickoff happened on Sunday afternoon, the Packers were two-point underdogs at home. There is a, I mean, on one hand, you can count over the last couple of years how many times the Packers have been underdogs at home and have fingers left over. It just does not happen. And I understand money is different than, than results on the field, but Vegas thought that the Rams were a favorite. Unbelievable. So... The Packers, with the help of three turnovers, they committed only three penalties after committing many more last week against Minnesota. They had a 19-minute time of possession advantage when the game was over, and they were also two for two on fourth down. All those things will help you get a, a victory. Aaron Rodgers was sacked just one time. He finished 28 of 45 for 307 yards and two touchdowns. This was a very vintage Aaron Rodgers performance where he throws the ball 45 times. That has not really been the recipe in this Matt LaFleur era, and especially with the run game. Aaron Jones, who was back in uniform for this game, incredible after the injury he suffered against Seattle, missed just one game, suited up in this one, and A.J. Dillon, who was brilliant. And we'll talk about A.J. Dillon in a minute. The Packers offensively, no Elton Jenkins. Elton Jenkins lost for the season. Stepping in at left tackle, Yash Nyman. You've got the young interior of the Packers offensive line. John Runyon Jr., Lucas Patrick at center, Royce Newman at right guard, Billy Turner at right tackle. They kept Aaron Rodgers clean. Aaron Donald, one of the best defensive players in the league, just one pressure all day, no sacks. And I would say that he was... Rendered useless, once again, at Lambeau Field. Now, last season in the playoffs, he had an excuse. He had a big-time rib injury. Not this time. He was healthy. He was just pissed. He was just mad, petulant. He was choking. He was literally choking Lucas Patrick at one point. The ref had to step in to break it up. And for some reason, somehow inexplicably, the referee leaves the flag in his pocket. Doesn't throw the flag. Aaron Donald's got his hand around Lucas Patrick's neck. He's pushing his head back. Lucas Patrick is pointing at Aaron Donald's hand. The referee steps in and breaks it up. Doesn't throw a flag. Aaron Donald is, is just, he's such a meathead. And that meathead is going to have to come back to his house of horrors now if the Rams are lucky enough to get to the Packers in the playoffs. You're going to be coming to Lambeau Field. So I'm happy to send his ass home crying again and come back and and uh, come back and see us, Double A Ron. We look, look forward to uh, seeing you again and, and rendering you useless at Lambeau Field. This is your... Uh, this is your boogeyman. So you go home a loser once again. Three in a row. The Rams have lost. They're licking their wounds. Their tail is between their legs. And off they go. Bon voyage. Won't see them again this season. A.J. Dillon. With the toughest 69 yards on 20 carries I think I might have ever seen in my life. Added a touchdown grab as well. Of course. Had to. 
just stepped up such big time in this game. Yeah, Aaron Jones was in uniform, but he only needed to carry the ball 10 times because A.J. Dillon was the dude. They gave him the ball 20 times. At the end of the game, I kept saying over and over all day, he's going to wear this defense down. And sure enough, at the end of the game, he is moving the pile. He is keeping the clock moving. He is gaining extra yards after contact because the Rams were gassed. Totally gassed. And again, a best case scenario, Aaron Jones is active. He gets his legs back a little bit. Only 10 carries. Not a bunch of wear and tear on him. So, what a great thing. What a great thing. And as has been said many times by now, Brian Gutekunst, Packers GM, is looking wiser and wiser for using that high pick on Dylan. And Dylan was dinged up. He got dinged up at the end of the game. He was kind of limping around a little bit, stuck it out. Was like, look, we got a bye week. Let's do this. Let's win this game. Because as much as the Packers pulled ahead, the Rams always seem to have a little bit of an answer in some way, shape, or form. And it even came down to an onside kick that the Packers had to recover to seal the victory. So, but this Packers team has a lot of grit. They've got a ton of grit. They're tough. Absolutely tough. Cornerback Rasul Douglas had himself a Darnell Savage type of day. Last, last week, it was Darnell Savage. You could have had two, three picks. Today, it was Rasul Douglas. And Rasul Douglas actually did end up hanging on to one. He ended up hanging on to one. And he took it to the house. A pick six for Rasul Douglas. It is Matt Stafford's, Rams quarterback Matt Stafford's third straight game with a pick six. When he came in with that stat, I thought to myself, you know, the Packers don't really take it to the house. I mean, they'll get turnovers, but I don't know. Housed it. Three in a row. Matthew Stafford, the gift that keeps on giving. Four passes defended on the day, Russell Douglas. Former practice squad corner. And I guess I need to actually thank the Arizona Cardinals, which as you know, is hard for me to do. You guys know I'm not a fan of that team. For Devondre Campbell and Russell Douglas, they were both former Cardinals and they have become key contributors for the Packers defense. And at this point, what a luxury. Because Douglas is, is allowing the Packers to continue to get great production from their corners without their all-pro cornerback Jair Alexander and Kevin King, who was out, did not play in this game. Those were your two starters on the field in week one. Neither of them on the field today didn't make an ounce of difference. Eric Stokes has played well and is improving week by week. Russell Douglas has played absolutely out of his mind. And when Jair does come back, that cornerback group is scary. Eric Stokes almost had a pick six himself, just missed one on the sideline. He also nearly gave up a really stupid touchdown on the Cooper Cup throw. Fortunately, the receiver was out of bounds. And I would just say Stokes is improving week after week, but he does need to work on tracking that ball in the air. That's a bugaboo for him. He's got to figure out how to get the, his hands up. He's made a couple plays on those. He has to do that more consistently because he's there. He's always there. He's never lost. He's there. He just needs to disrupt the throw. And that secondary is just really something else. Adrian Amos with another fantastic game. He ends up with the, the recovery of the onside kick. Game over. He also blew the hell, just blew up a fourth down run earlier in the game by the Rams. And just comes in, flips the running back on his butt and drive over. Fourth down stopped. He has been a dude. Adrian Amos has been so good. Now, he did have the gaff on the OBJ touchdown. 
He left Shannon Sullivan hanging out to dry. And the very speedy Odell Beckham Jr. got past him and, and scored his first touchdown as a Ram. But all in all, the safeties and the, and the back end of that defense has been so good. And then up front, you get the return of Rashad Gary. Gary's doing really good things. Preston Smith is disrupting things again. Gary comes in. He gets a big strip sack of Matthew Stafford. Preston Smith recovers it. And then you get another sack late in the game. Kenny Clark. I just want to say, Kenny Clark just does whatever the F he wants. That's it. He just decides, I'm going to wreck this thing. I'm going to wreck the U. I'm, I'm going to do this right now. I mean, he just he just wrecked the end of this game. I'm convinced he could walk into an IHOP and walk up to anybody and they would just hand their food over to Kenny Clark if he wants it. He just get, he just does whatever he wants. Just gets that big sack late in the, in the game. Once again, just living in the backfield. And it looks like he and Kingsley Kiki are, are becoming a very tough ask for opposing offensive lines to try to block. And you may get Zadarius Smith back. Good luck. Good luck the rest of the world. This Packers team is, is deep as hell, and they're only getting more, more pieces back. It's the bye week, so it's, things are only looking up. There will be no injuries next week, so guys are only getting healthier. <laughs> and fortunately, the Packers survived a very physical game against the Rams and did not have any, as far as I know, seemingly any major injuries. There were guys dinged up. Aaron Rodgers was limping around. His toe is still bugging him. But the Packers seem to survive any major injuries. And so that they got a lot of production from the depth. Again, the depth. Just a fantastic group of football players. They just play so well together. Special teams even contributed. Now, once again, they had a couple not so great moments. I have to mention that. Randall Cobb, we've been asking for someone else to potentially take over returning punts for Amari Rodgers. He just does not look ready to do it. So Randall Cobb steps in there, fields his first punt, and promptly puts the ball on the ground. Rams recover. We got what we wanted, and Randall Cobb fumbled the ball away. The sure-handed veteran Randall Cobb. And it happens, but it did happen. Mason Crosby made his first three field goals, missed his last one. Hits the left upright, of course. He missed another one of his field goals, but the special teams did do some things. They did some things. They actually contributed to this thing. They got a huge turnover on a punt return. Huge turnover on a punt return. Chris Barnes, big hit on the returner. Guys swarming to the ball. When you do that, good things happen. Packers get the ball back. Then they pin the Rams at their own one-yard line after a phenomenal, and it's not the first time he's done it this season, 61-yard punt by Corey Bohorquez in his revenge game against his old team, the Rams. Pins... The Rams at the one-yard line. Equinemius St. Brown downs the punt at the one. Equinemius St. Brown has become a contributor. Like, he is all of a sudden playing like he has been playing since he was drafted. He is playing like he's in his fourth year. Like, he didn't miss all of 2019. And, like, he wasn't you know, and, and also ran last year and wasn't cut at the end of training camp and just kind of added to the practice squad because no one else picked him up this year. And thank God they didn't. Equinemius St. Brown contributing on offense and special teams. Those are the kinds of guys that you want. And I don't know if Chris Barnes has been on punt coverage this whole time, 
But it was, they talked about it earlier this season. They said, we need to maybe put some starters out there. They need some really good players that can just, they can make plays. And sure enough, it's Chris Barnes that comes away with the ball. Packers recovered the onside kick at the end. Talked about that. Darnell Savage, unfortunately, takes a huge helmet-to-helmet hit. The Packers kneel it out. They win. Savage tweeted out after the game. It sounds like he is going to be okay. But that Rams player absolutely launched himself into Darnell Savage, helmet-to-helmet. I'm not sure what the rules are on onside kicks. It's a very different type of play. And you are, as the kicking team, trying to block, potentially block guys that are going after the ball. Didn't, didn't look like the most up-and-up play. And I think it was another physical push-the-limit play by the Rams in a game where we saw, like I said, Aaron Donald trying to choke out an offensive lineman. The Rams are a physical team. We know this. The whole NFC West, they seem to have this reputation. I mean, the Seahawks were that, as way, that way as well. Packers came out of that game just absolutely beat up. I'm, just, I'm, I'm thrilled that Green Bay survived the Rams without more big injuries. So... It, it it was it was a physical game by two game two teams with really big goals this season and the Packers accomplished one more than did the Rams which is the Packers won the head to head game and they've got this head to head advantage now over teams that they may see later on and you want them to have to come to Lambeau not the other way around the Packers complete the sweep of the NFC West one of the better divisions in football. The 49ers are still in the conversation. The Rams are still very much in the conversation. The Cardinals are the best team in football. And you've got the Seattle Seahawks. And the Packers have beaten all of them. 4-0 in the NFC West this year. Big, big time performance by the Packers with five games to go. And they finally get some rest. And what we'll be looking forward to now is, with, with no football to worry about next week, getting some updates on some of these players. Now it's a bye week, so we're not going to really get, they're not going to be talking to the media. So we won't get much of anything until officially until the middle of next week. But we're, we are all still going to be pining for information on David Bakhtiari, his recovery from the knee scope on Jair, who's been doing some work on the sidelines on Zadarius Smith, who looks like he's getting closer and closer to returning and playing again. Aaron Rodgers may opt for some surgery on his toe. He said he will mull that over. And obviously, if he does, it's not going to be anything that keeps him out of game action. It would just be something to help him heal and and get a little more comfort for his toe sooner than later. And then to add to the spoils of everything, because the Packers had to wait so long for this bye week, they get to stay at home. They're playing their next game at home. They don't even have to travel for their next game. They stay at home and they get the Bears who aren't scaring anyone this season. And it's in, it's in green Bay. The bears have to come to who they have to come to green Bay. They barely survived the lions this past week. So Chicago bears are coming to to green Bay. We all know how that typically ends. I think, I think the Packers will uh, end up faring, faring well in that one. But for now it's a victory Monday and the Packers have a very manageable Five games in front of them. They've got the Bears at home. They'll travel to Baltimore. Then they're home on Christmas to face the Browns. Then they're home again against the Vikings, their final home game of the season, and they end the season at Detroit. That's a very manageable schedule. By the time they see the Vikings again, Minnesota's season may be over with. Their effort is going to be very different. And in the cold at Lambeau Field, 
than it was a week ago at U.S. Bank Stadium when there was some mild hope that they could make some noise in the NFC North and in the NFC. So, but again, it's Victory Monday. Let's just focus on that. Let's enjoy the hell out of it, everybody. And I'll be back on Thursday with some more Packers content, more bi-week thoughts, some numbers, all sorts of other really, really good stuff to talk about with regards to the Packers. It's a positive thing. This team still has a lot of great things in front of them. Matt LaFleur getting so much out of this team. Joe Barry leading a defense of guys that just, it doesn't even matter what the number is or the name on the back of the jersey is. They're just making plays. They're so fun to watch. It's so much fun to watch when the defense is on the field and you know good things are going to happen. Just so excited about this team. Feeling a lot better than we were a week ago after the Packers lost to the Vikings. And I think we all expected that they'd have a chance to bounce back and get a big win against the Rams, even though, once again, they were underdogs at Lambeau Field. Get over to Game On Wisconsin. Check out all the great content over there, great articles. I did a post-game recap if you want to go read that. We'll have more game analysis as the week goes on, more fun stuff and articles while we're waiting for the Packers to play some more football. All of our live shows, as usual, back this week. Again, hope everybody enjoyed the long Thanksgiving weekend. Little something here to pick you up and get you into what is another work week and a week without any Packers football, but they need this rest, and I think we're happy to give it to them. Everybody, enjoy your week. As always, stay safe, stay warm, and go Pack Go. Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw right side. There's Devontae. From right to left, cutting left to the 50, to the 45-40. Track down from behind. 